Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by BSO and ABF Creative and is scheduled for one fall. And on the mic, we have the one and only Robert Latow. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy. They trying to take the wave from your boy. That's it with your boy. Better pray for your boy. It's Robert Latow. Keep that same energy podcast. Let's get to the opening bell. The lie is more interesting than the truth. Now, I've told you guys this plenty of times before. The lie is definitely more interesting than the truth. And furthermore, when social media has decided to create whatever narrative they want to create, there's really nothing you can do about it at that time. Because social media in general is not garnered by any rules of engagement. Yeah, they have stuff like, you know, you can't say hate speeches and you can't be a Nazi and stuff like that. But there are ways around that. You could totally be a racist, a Nazi. Be a lot of different things on social media if you just know how to use your words properly and you can get out your message of white supremacy or whatever it want to be. So because social media really doesn't have any rules, when something or something becomes a, a narrative, it's very difficult to change. It's very difficult to really do anything uh, about it. So first off, yeah, I, I haven't been sued. I haven't gotten so much as an email from anyone. I am still the owner of Black Sports Online. Now, here's the mistake that I made. I made the mistake of thinking that people would actually read the article. Now, I should know better by now. I should know better than to think that people are, especially on social media, are rational actually pay attention to what exactly is being said, what is happening, and would take it as such. I also did not take into consideration, and I'm not saying this to be vain, but obviously, in some regards, it's true. I did not take into consideration how, I wouldn't say famous, I wouldn't wouldn't call it famous. I mean, to me, fame is when, you know, if you went to Walgreens, and people would stop you and be like, hey, you're not famous, but influential within the space. So whatever I do, whatever I say is going to cause some sort of ripple effect. So, I, you know, I've made mistakes. I've always owned up to that. In hindsight, considering that people didn't really acknowledge the truth. I should have just left it alone, knowing that people would not acknowledge the truth of what was happening. So it went against my better judgment. I can admit that. I'm not one of those people that just 
doubles down, triples downs on things. When, you know, in reality, it just would have been better to leave it alone. But the fact of the matter is this, people lie. A lot of people lie. A lot of people in media lie. A lot of the stories that came out afterwards lie. I, Robert Littal, never said at any time that Bronny James slid in anybody's DMs. Those words never came out of my mouth. Was never attributed to me. Was not a story that I broke. In reality, for anybody that actually read it, you saw I attributed those comments to three separate sources that put it out there. One source put it out there two days before my story. Another source put it out there a day before. Three sources put it in the title. Two reports in the story. Here's the link via this, per that. But see, it doesn't matter with social media. Social media has to have a target. And one of the big differences uh, between Black Sports Online and some of the other <clears throat> websites that you probably go to that's like that is I chose, you know, to be the face of the site. As opposed to being in the background or hiding behind the site. Because that's the thing that people did, especially when when sites really started to get big. Like, you don't know, like, when you read an article from Complex, you don't you don't think about the author. You don't know the author. You know, if you, you read something from, you know, the big lead or you read something from, you know... Uh, certain sites they've had total pro sports and all you, you don't you don't know who the person is you can you don't automatically recognize their name you automatically recognize me people know who I am people have seen my face I'm recognizable in this circle you know now I'm not saying you know I'm you know I'm, I'm Jay-Z in the streets or anything I'm just saying in the circle people know exactly who I am so it makes me an easier target because there's a lot of people that, for whatever reasons, you know, have beef, you know, with me. But as someone explained to me, it's like, you know, does that make me any different than a lot of other people in the industry? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, as a person that knows that they're not a terrible person, <laughs> right, you know, it's just one of those type of things is that there's a when you don't have indifference, you're gonna have strong opinions one way or the other, which I accept totally. And frankly, I don't care. And and let me rephrase that: when people say they don't care, I'm not. That doesn't mean that you know they don't have feelings. They're not human. Nobody likes to be talked negatively about. Yeah. So that, so let me rephrase that. It's not not that I don't care should say that I understand I mean, nobody likes a hundred a thousand whatever negative comments you know about them but the reality of the situation is 99% of those comments don't really have any effect on my daily life you know what's going on with me how I make my moves and things like that it really doesn't 
I think sometimes you think people are your friends or in your corner and you find that not to be true. That could be bothersome. You know, in general, you know, all these people saying all of these stuff that, that you know is not true, not relevant. It, it, I mean, does that really matter? Like, I, I, I knew I wasn't getting sued. I didn't did anything wrong. I wasn't the source of the article. Vlad TV and Media Takeout and Awesome Mo and others were. I knew I hadn't did anything wrong. I knew nobody was taking over my site. So what's the point of, well, some people say, well, why, why, why don't you engage? You know, why don't you engage and explain yourself? And that's a good question. Say, why, why don't you explain yourself? Why do you just take it? That's normal. Right? I just take it. I just take the heat. But, you know, I learned some things from others. You know, there's a, there's a time and a place to explain yourself. But what I've learned is if you're continually trying to explain yourself, two things. First, no one who feels a certain way about you, their, their mind is not going to be changed. Right? So you you just explaining, trying to talk rational to people. Their minds are never going to change no matter what. There's nothing I'm going to do that's going to change certain people's minds. And you have to think about that in a vacuum because you do, you know, when I did the James Harden story, you know, I had to fight to get credit. We've, we've hired a couple of more NBA beat writers. That's two, three people that we put in the industry, put them on the path to finding jobs and things of that nature. Nobody speaks about that. You know, when I do a cop shooting story or, call out some white supremacists or something that white reporters are doing. And, you know, those people that still hate, they don't give credit for that. So there's really no point of explaining anything to them. Now, furthermore, the second part is, if you find yourself in a position where you have to continually explain yourself, then what's going to happen is that everything that you do, people that know they're going to poke, be able to poke at you and get you on a tangent. And I say this as someone that used to do this, used to spend three, four, five, six hours of the day explaining myself, fighting back and forth, really just wasting time, time that I don't have right now. I have a beautiful family. I have a new little baby. You know, I probably spent too much time on it outside of what you thought publicly. And then lastly, you have to understand, once again, the majority is two, twofold. I would say 95%, maybe more, of the people who are talking either to me or about me are not as influential as me. Once again, it's something I had to learn. Is that the only way it keeps going is if you acknowledge the trolls. And not even just the trolls, just the people under you. You got to understand, conceptually speaking, let's be honest, whatever your follower count is, your engagement count on, on something like Twitter, if you're lucky, 
is probably, you know, 10%. Meaning if I have 100,000 followers, maybe 10,000, if I'm lucky, are engaging on a daily basis on what I'm doing, right? Let's say it's just a regular day, just a regular stories, nothing big and everything. I maybe get out of social media, just Twitter. I maybe get 10,000 hits or 10,000 views or 10,000 visits from Twitter. So I have 100,000 followers. I'm not getting 100,000 views from Twitter. And now if something blows up, that's different. But on a daily basis, I'm getting 10,000, right? That's 10%. Now, you got to take that down. You got to break that down to different levels. If someone has a 1,000 followers and they say something about me, that's 10 people that's listening, right? Someone has 500, that's five people that's listening. Somebody has 50, you know what I mean? You know, it's five people listening. So, if I engage someone that has a 1,000 followers, right, and 100 people, or listening, and me and that person is going back and forth. But now, because I'm engaging them, potentially 10,000 people are watching. So I went from 100 to 10,000 going back and forth. Now, imagine if you do that to three, four different trolls or whatever, really publicly going back and forth. Or you go with someone that got you know a little bit of following, 5,000, 10,000, or whatever it may be. You see, you see the math in that? You know what you do when you, you don't engage? You don't have anything. It doesn't expand. It doesn't expand and then it dies away. <laughs> so people are like, oh, you're tweeting through it. No, I'm not, I'm not tweeting through it. It's just, it's just the next thing. I'm just going about my day the, the way I would normally do. <laughs> so tweeting through it. Just that's the way it is. There's nothing else for me to say. I'm not gonna engage. You know, it's 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 disappointing to me that other outlets would talk about irresponsible journalism while putting a lie <laughs> about me on their site. You know, Black Sports Online said this when that's totally false. Black Sports Online broke this story, which is totally false. You can't talk about irresponsible journalism and then irresponsibly put the wrong information on it. But like I said, easy target. Then you see the social media NBA accounts that, you know, all they do is just uh, take information and they tweet. You know, they, they, they're smart. I'm not, I'm not even hating. It's smart. It's smart business. You're an NBA Twitter account. And you see Savannah or LeBron talking. You say, oh, man, BSO's in trouble. You can get you get two thousand retweets, five thousand likes. It's a smart business. I'm not bothered by it, honestly. I know how the business works. I know how social media works. I know how these stories come about. I've seen it happen to other people. It happens. Look, it's a daily thing. You know, today it's you know yes a couple of days ago it's me today you know it's Booger McFarlane it's the next day to be somebody else <laughs> it's, it's just the way it is people move on and find a new target because you gotta have once again you have to have a target <laughs> who's the target yeah. and if you if you're 
I won't say lucky enough, but I'm saying if you are big enough to have a target on you, it says something about your influence in the space. You know, if nobody cared about Booger McFarlane, nobody would be talking about him. Nobody cared about uh, Colin Cowherd or Skip Bayless or, you know, nobody would talk about him. You see what I'm saying? That's, that's it's just part of the business. And, you know, Jamel Hill, every other day something is going on. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's you know, it's just what it is. If you have a certain influence, and I'm on the lower end of that, but I have some, and you say something or do something that people consider controversial, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's going to get attention. And you have to deal with it. Simple as that. Things got to deal with it. But it's, it's, you know, you got to remember the people that are, a lot of people that are talking have no idea what they're talking about. They really don't. They have no idea what they're talking about. So why even engage? You know, you, you can't, once the snowball starts rolling, you just you got to roll with it. You just, you just got to roll with it. People want to, you know, you know, Kate for Lars or Pippen, that's fine. <laughs> I have great respect um, for Savannah James. So, even though I know I, I was trying to debunk a rumor, you know, if you don't, if she don't get into it, you just see the, you just see the, the headlines, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? I can understand that. It's understandable. You know, like I said, in, in, in retrospect, that wasn't working. But in the end, once you do, you gotta, you know, you gotta deal with it. You gotta deal with it. And, you know, you also have to pay attention to the actual numbers. You know, everybody wants your platform down. Everybody wants you to go away. Well, then how am I getting more followers afterwards? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How, you know, I always tell people, I say, what's the, what's the best way to, if you want to get rid of your Whitlocks and all that, if that's the best way, you just ignore them. No, you like talking about them because you get some clout from talking about them. Because let's be honest, without saying names, without me, nobody cares about you. You have to use my name for clout because your career is failing. A lot of people wish they had my career. They, they're, they're, there's a lot of jealousy in the business, right? It's a lot, of, a lot of jealousy without. You know, when people see you happy, they don't like that. <laughs> they, they want, they, they want a piece of that. So, just in general, what happens is when you're doing well, they try to knock you down. Once again, I understand. It's just the way life is. It's just the way life is. And they get frustrated when they can't. I can't knock them down. I don't understand why. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, you, the reason you don't understand is because I don't engage. I just keep doing me. Like, you know, it's interesting. You take like Vlad TV, right? Who really broke the story? But I mean, I can't. I can't fault him for people taking. You know, for for people. 
using me as a target. I, I, I can't blame him for that. But just think about how he handles things. You know, they call him a, a narc and a fed and all that stuff. He makes stories about him being called a narc and a fed. He just leans right into it. He just leans right into it. Because he knows in the end it's not affecting whatever he's doing or whatever he's trying to do. So this is for people that actually want the truth. I think if you're actually listening, you want the truth. You don't want the lie. I just tell the truth. If you like me, if you don't like me, it doesn't really matter to me. The numbers don't lie. Somebody even is, is, is reading. Someone is clicking. Someone is engaging. Yeah, I, you know, I can still do a story and still get numbers. So I'm keep doing what I'm doing. Keep helping people. Keep putting people on. I'm sure this won't be the last time that we have a conversation like this. It's not the first, and it definitely won't be the last. What in the blue hell? We have to talk about Dwayne Haskins, my fellow Ohio State, the Ohio State University fan. I uh, got released by the football team this week. This is another instance where people don't really listen. They come up with their own narrative. They explain things in a way that they really don't understand. Uh, you have a lot of white media that really don't know how to handle these type of situations. And what I mean by that is you have to be able to parse the racial element and how Dwayne Haskins was tr uh, treated. You have to parse that with the reason why or the reasons why he was released. Sometimes those things aren't lock and key. You understand what I'm saying? It can be two separate things. You know, Dwayne Haskins, honestly, for the most part, got himself released. You know, a couple of uh, COVID violations, other things behind the scenes. And probably more than anything else, I'll be honest with you, is this didn't play very well. And he was playing for a coach that didn't draft him, that didn't want him. And a front office that, you know, a new front office that had nothing to do with him being drafted. That's a recipe for a young quarterback to be shipped out of town. It happened to Josh Rosen. He was drafted by a previous regime. A whole new regime comes in. They, they in position to get Kyler Murray. That's who they want. And they have to ship him off. You know, now, Josh Rosen didn't do anything negatively to hurt himself. It, it just was, that should, actually, that should tell you more about how it's more about the situation than your play. Now, granted, the football team it was, is not, at least for a very long time, is not ran very well. They didn't do a lot of favors for Dwayne Haskins to help in his development. But he didn't do himself a lot of favors. So you can't say that the releasing wasn't justified based off of his actions. Now, with that being said, we also have to acknowledge that outside of the reasons that he was released, that there is definitely it's always a racial element when it's a black athlete. Just in the way that they're talked about, the way things are described.
the opportunities that they have, the double standards that are out there. That comes a lot from the media, fans, and whatnot. So there's, there's always a racial component to it, even if you're succeeding or not. And we can talk, we can and once again I always say people think that when you bring stuff like this up you you're knocking like the white player. That's not true. Never said anything negative about Josh Allen ever. You know, you critiqued he the problem was he was critiqued differently than Lamar Jackson. That's a fact. Even though they had similar type. Their issues were similar in some of the evaluation, but they were treated totally different. Nobody ever expected Josh Allen to play tight end or running back. You know, Josh Allen probably is talented enough to do Taysom Hills type of stuff, but nobody would ever even think about asking him to do that. There was nothing to suggest that Lamar Jackson, who has only played quarterback for his entire life should play a position like wide receiver that he has no experience in. Lamar Jackson led the NFL in touchdowns last year. There are Hall of Famers that have never led the NFL in touchdowns. I believe John Elway never led the NFL in touchdowns. Troy Aikman never led the NFL in touchdowns. So... To say that he's not a quarterback, it's crazy. Now let me show you, let me explain to you how, how wild this is, right? Just just right now, how wild this is. If you look at the the standings um, in the NFL, right? The standings in the NFL. Bills are having an excellent year, right? They're twelve and three. Okay, Ravens are ten and five. Right? See, you know, it's two game difference. Still a very strong year. Um, Josh Allen is having an MVP type of season. But it's not like Lamar Jackson has fell off the map. <laughs> but if you listen to the way some people talk, you would think that's what happened. But just a casual, you know, gaze of Lamar Jackson's season, you know, he missed one game, I think, because of the Rona. He's probably, he's almost at a 1,000 yards uh, rushing, he may not get there. He's about well, one game left. He's about ninety yards short. But combined, he's going to be close. Once the season's over, he's going to be close to four thousand total yards. When you add in his rushing touchdowns, thirty total touchdowns. He only has eight interceptions. So you figure if he had a, a rushing touchdown here, a couple of TD passes here, you know, thirty thirty-five. You know, anywhere between 30-35 TDs and, you know, eight picks. It's not bad. Most teams would be okay with that. But for him, it's, it's, they feel like it's a bad thing. He's, he's falling off the map. No, he's, he, even with the, the quote-unquote struggles he has, he has his team in position to win 11 games, make the playoffs, 30-plus touchdowns, less than 10 interceptions. That's not a bad season. For any quarterback. So he's just dealing with a different standard. When Josh Allen was only completing 53% of his, his TDs, he was allowed 
to grow through that. Now, I hope, you know, Dwayne Haskins get another opportunity because we've seen far worse quarterbacks hang around the NFL forever. It, it does concern me that it may, you know, while his talent, you know, should garner him another opportunity. He's only 23 years old. He's going to be able to come. He's going to be able to go in cheap. There's no reason that he can't be a backup for someone and learn under them and potentially get another shot. I'm not saying he has to get infinite shots, but if Chase Daniel can be in the league for 10 years and make $30 million, there's no reason that someone that young should not get another shot in the NFL. So there are racial elements to it, even if his release was not due to his race. Now, that's a nuanced topic that a lot of people aren't honestly ready for. Which is which brings us to Booger McFarland. Now Booger went on national TV on Monday Night Football and did a whole rant that I'm sure he practiced in the mirror about how black athletes don't care more about their brand and Instagram and TikTok than they do about being good teammates, uh, good people, and, and, their, and the seriousness of the business. Problem with his statement is, is one thing that as black people we've had to deal with since the beginning of time. And I, I, tell, I use this example all the time, right? Because somebody explained it to me a long time ago. If a black person robs a CVS or a Walgreens, right? You know, on a Monday, when the next, let's say the black male, when the next black male walks into that store, <clears throat> he's under suspicion because of what the last black man did. The white man robs a CVS or Walgreens. The next white man is not under suspicion when he walks into the Walgreens or CVS. What Booger did was what racist stereotypes have done for centuries. He took one black man's experience and he made a blanket statement attributed to all other black men. When that would never happen with a white player. At no time would anybody say, well, Johnny Manziel does, did this. And so 30% of, or, you know, how many it was it? White, what, 50, whatever, it was 60% of white quarterbacks that are in the league you know, care more about this, that, and the other. Nobody would ever say that. But one black quarterback doesn't pan out, and now all of a sudden all the black players only care about Instagram. Like, that's what I expect from a, a MAGA person to say, a racist person to say, not a black person. It'd be our own people a lot of times. They double down on it. And there's nothing wrong with saying that you want people to be focused on their craft the problem is, Booger, is there's no empirical, he didn't have any evidence that that's not what's happening. The majority of the young, talented quarterbacks in the NFL are black. They panned out. Out of the draft with Lamar Jackson and, and Josh Allen, those two are probably the, 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 the two that are MVP candidates, but, you know, you got people like Baker Mayfield and Josh Rosen and Sam Donald, oh, they, they're not doing great. Do they care more about their brand or they just was in bad situations? You know what I mean? Like, well, you know, Russell Wilson, 
Deshaun Watson, even Cam Newton, uh, Kyler Murray. I mean, hell, uh, Patrick Mahomes. All, all these guys are black and doing perfectly fine. You know, all you know, start Derek, you know, all the running backs, Derek Henry, all of these people are black. They're doing great. The 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 high level defensive players, they're black. They're doing great. One time in your your quest to go viral, you don't really think about the damage you're doing because there's a racist white guy that's sitting back there like, yeah, these black guys care more about TikTok. You know, do I think that Juju Smith Schuster cares more about TikTok than than this, the, his teammates? No. He's just as young. That's what young people do. They get on TikTok. You know, just don't dance on the logo. But that don't mean that he doesn't practice hard. Doesn't care about winning. Doesn't care about playing. Because Jane, cause, 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 uh, Dwayne Haskins got cut. I was disappointed in Randy Moss, the most stereo. Probably him and Allen Iverson, the most stereotyped athletes of all time. Randy Moss and their co-signing. Straight cash, homie. I don't know what happened. These guys get on ESPN and they feel like they got to talk down to black people. The worst thing you could do as a black person is perpetuate black stereotypes. So now you perpetuate the black stereotype that black athletes only care about their brand and money and, and Instagram and TikTok and they don't work hard. They're quote unquote lazy. Come on, man. No, you, you should be better than that. I mean, your name's Booger. So I don't know if you should be lecturing people. The Injustice League. Have you ever heard the term selective outrage? It's when you kind of jump on the bandwagon of something that's happening and you act more upset than what you really are. It's kind of a thing. It's it, it's probably born a little bit out of social media. You, you really act like something's really bothering you, really upset you, but you're not, not really that upset. Or you make a show of something because everybody else is doing it. But in reality, once it's not hot anymore and once people are not really talking about it that much, you kind of bow out because you never really cared that much to begin with. I think that happened a lot in 2020 because we're still having cops shoot people who are unarmed minding their business, not committing crimes. We just saw in Ohio, a guy just shot, a, a guy was chilling in his garage. And on top of making the mistake of shooting someone that, that didn't have, wasn't committing any crimes, only had a cell phone in his hand, they don't even render aid, just let them bleed out. Because, you know, if you let them bleed out, you know, dead men tell no tales. I mean, that's just inhumane. And all that happens is that cop gets fired. That's it. No charges, no nothing. And that's how it goes. Yeah, white women attacking black children. And the, at a hotel and the, and the white manager takes up for the white woman. Who wasn't a guest of the hotel. Accused the black kid of stealing a, a phone, which was later found in the Uber. She's not ID. She's not arrested yet. Just gets away with it. Doesn't apologize or anything. I feel like these should be bigger stories. But I also feel like people had this selective outrage in the summer. 
and it's it's either the pandemic has wore them down, the fact that Trump lost has took a little steam out of them. But whatever the case, they don't seem to have the same energy, no pun intended, for the stuff that's still happening. Like the same stuff is happening that was happening in May, June, July, August. Same stuff. But but I just don't see the anger. I don't see people going out trying to figure out how this is going to change. And that's disappointing, to be honest. I used to be broke and I don't say that you know just like people say I'm broke no no I know I was broke broke they say Rob what's what's broke broke give me you know spell it out for me so I can really understand what you're saying I'm saying broke broke where you know the only money you got to have dinner is from a vending machine honey bun and a soda chips and a soda that was dinner if you want to keep the lights on and everything else going on. So I've been there. I've been through evictions. I've been through repos. I've been through gas and lights being cut off. I've been through all of that. It's not, it's not, it's not fun. You know how to say the money's the root of all evil? I think that saying is is a little, it's 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 backwards. It's not that money is the root of all evil. It's money. I think the the better saying is you know money. You, you can't buy happiness, right? I don't think money can make you a happy person. That's why you see a lot of rich people commit suicide. A lot of famous people commit suicide. It's it, it's it's not that. But it. it you know, it does resolve like certain just basic needs issues. Like eating, keeping your heat on, keeping your your air on, you know, stuff like that. So so don't get that twisted. You definitely rather have money than not. The reason that I mention all this is because the way our system is set up, it is set up to keep poor people poor. And continue to make rich people rich. So when you see that like stimulus package, right? During the pandemic. And they'll give you $600 or maybe $2,000 or whatever. Right now, I think it's just $600. Is you don't realize that they know that they can give more. I think it's interesting that we have a stimulus package during the pandemic. Which lets me know that at any time we can help out poor people. We don't have to have poor people. We can help them out. You can help out small businesses. You can help out all of these. If you wanted to. It needed a pandemic to do it, but you can do that. You know, depending on where you live, I mean, I understand $600 is $600, maybe more than what you had. But it's crazy when you see millionaires getting free millions. Wow, right? You're already a millionaire and they give you another free million. 
And they say, hey, you don't have to pay it back. You know, Tom Brady's a small business, apparently. So the system is just kind of have and have nots. That's why I consider myself very lucky. Very, very, very lucky. I've, you know, I, I can't say that it's, you know, it's just, you know, me being the most talented person in the world. Just very blessed. Right time, right place, right venture. That kind of got me out that hole. But it, it, it's a difficult thing to do, even if you're trying to do it. I think it, it starts off with just, you know, the educational aspects of it. You could be smart, but if you're not taught, um, you're not taught certain things about finances and things like that, it, it's going to put you in the hole. Like, I, I can't, I can't wait to, you know, tell my daughters, hey, when you, when you go to, to college and they offer you that free credit card for a t-shirt, don't do it. Don't do it. Your daddy gets you a, 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 a very small credit card, something very small. Something with a low limit that can help build your credit. No, you're not going to do, you know, that. So it's just, it's, it's kind of sad. You know, it's kind of sad to me that, you know, we're in this pandemic and now the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poor. You know, it's not, it's not the same. So that's why it's important, I think, that you got to understand it. Try to, try to slowly but surely get your way out of it the, as best you can. And remember, there are ways to do it. Just a couple of tips. You know, I'm not a financial advisor or anything, but a couple of tips that just they don't want you to know. You know, make sure you... If you check your credit report, if there's things on there to dispute what you see, dispute everything. You know, try to get, you know, you'd be surprised that you'd be small stuff that you don't forgot about from five years ago. That's just sitting on your credit report, having an effect on your, your score. Something, it could be a $50 bad check. It could be anything, you know, back when you used check. You know what I mean? It could be anything, a $50, $100 collections. Just, just dispute it. Get it off of it. Like I said, if you if you don't have credit cards, don't get a whole bunch. Get if you want to help get your your credit back up quick. Get secure credit cards because you can't you can't go over a balance on something that you put money into. So get your if you got a thousand dollars, you know, get a secure thousand dollar credit card. Don't really use it that much. You know that that helps your credit score. Make sure where you are making payments on time. That, that you know for your car, your house that is being reported. Uh, to the credit bureau, you know, things like that, because you can't count on, you can't count on the government <laughs> to, to, to help you. They, they aren't with you on that.
and going into 2021, I think it's been a rough year for everybody in various ways. Hopefully, we flip this around and stuff. But like I said, I tell people all the time, you know, people love me, people hate me, people like me, people dislike me. I'm still going, I'm going to stand on my square. I'm still here to help people. I'm still here to do my thing. You know. And so if you, you know, if you need me, I'm here. I'm going to keep helping. I, I'm not going to let negativity drown out my positivity. That sounds like a slogan, but it's definitely one that I think people should use. Be sure to check out the website, blacksportsonline.com, and register for my email list for all the new updates. Listen to this podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Follow me on Twitter at BSO, Facebook, Black Sports Online, Instagram, BSOTV, and much appreciation to my podcast partners at ABF Creative for all their hard work in making this weekly podcast a success. I'm out.